Ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin, filibuster freestyle, and man, am I excited because it is April 9th, Tuesday, April 9th, 2018. That means we are five days away from the eighth and final season of Game of Thrones on HBO, as everybody knows. Even more excited because that means we bring back Wine, Wall, and Dragons, the Filibuster Freestyle's first and best spinoff podcast with our buddy Dan O'Brien from Philadelphia. And on the other side of this intro, we're going to bring in Dan for the first of what I think will be six straight weeks of Game of Thrones action after today, which means today is a bonus preview of Season 8, Filibuster Freestyle Presents Wine, Wall, and Dragons podcast. A couple things really quickly before we bring on, bring on Dan. Philbusterfreestyle.com is where you can find us. You can follow me on Twitter at Gavin Viano. Check us out, Philbuster Freestyle, on Instagram. And for goodness gracious sakes, and all that is holy and unholy in Westeros, the realm, and here on planet Earth, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on SoundCloud. And leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts, especially just a review. Give us five stars or four stars. Try not to give us one star. Takes like two seconds. Helps people find the show. But anyway, people, places listening besides the United States this past week, the United Kingdom, Canada, Spain, Russia, Argentina, and I believe for the first time ever, the nation of Haiti. So welcome to everybody in Haiti who's listening and everywhere else I mentioned and the places that listen around the world. We really appreciate it. Okay. One non-Game of Thrones take before I bring on Dan O'Brien. So I'm in Phoenix, Arizona this past weekend. I went to see my buddy Bob and some other high school friends who were coming in from the West Coast, etc. We went to go see the Red Sox play against the Arizona Diamondbacks, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's great. Anyway, my buddy Bob had a black lab named Bruin, named after, of course, the Boston Bruins, because of course he is. Anyway, went running with Bruin, Bob's girlfriend, and... One of Bob's buddies from college. Um, so I was, you know, like watching Bruin kind of run. And uh, I was like, hey, why don't I try to run with him for a while? I really haven't run with a dog before. And so, I, you know, the dog was great. wasn't that hard to keep him under control. He, he ran five miles with us. Pretty cool. What I noticed on the run is that whenever you're kind of going, like, say, by a Dunkin' Donuts drive through parking lot and people are looking to make a left-hand turn and they're inching out into the street – but they see you running and they see you coming with a really nice looking black lab dog in your hand on a leash, they're one, way more likely to let you go without making you think <laughs> that they're gonna run you over. And two, you know, you kind of give them a wave of like thanks and they give you like this really gener- genuine wave and smile back. And I can say with great accuracy that when I'm by myself and I'm running, people one, don't wave back, Two, don't smile. And three, keep inching out as if they are to say, try me, bro. You'll end up on my hood. So anyway, running with a dog in hand, pretty cool experience in terms of making me think that maybe there's hope for humanity out there, at least in terms of treating dogs well. Anyway, like I said, here comes the theme song. Dan O'Brien coming up next. Filibuster Freestyle, Season 8, Game of Thrones, Wine, Wall, and Dragons. Filibuster, filibuster. 
filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Oh, yeah, ladies and gents, as promised, with much ado, Dan O'Brien has joined us. What's up, Dan O'Brien? Woo! Real happy to be back here, Gav. I feel like it's been too long. So, uh, and I'm happy to be talking Game of Thrones, thank God. The last time you had me on was to, to talk about Stevie Nicks and her parents as this two-time Hall of Famer in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It worked. It worked. It worked. She got in again. So, hey, by the way, first woman to ever be inducted twice into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, misogyny took a back seat that day. Yeah, Tina Turner, Diana, Diana Ross. Next year, we're we're rooting for you. No we'll do doubt. A podcast ahead of next year's vote. Damn right. Okay, so listen, Wine Wall and Dragons is back. This is the preview show for season eight. You and I are going to be here every single week. If, if you know, come hell or high water, that's our plan. We're going to recap all six of these mini movies, um, either the night of or the day after, for the fans out there of Wine Wall and Dragons and, and Game of Thrones. Now. Just as a as a nice little real life anecdote into how starving we all, the collective we, Ustedes are, for Game of Thrones to be back in our lives with live episodes, with new episodes. Tell me what you and Dan Ruddle did on Sunday afternoon. Well, it was the first beautiful weekend in Philadelphia. It was seventy five degrees and sunny, um, and had had kids baseball games. I had to take them to. But also, uh, there is a small storefront on South Street in Philadelphia that shows movies, like strange movies, weird movies, cult classics. Um, and it's literally just a storefront with like a 55, 60-inch screen against a brick wall. Um, and one guy runs it, and you kind of feel like you might get murdered if you go in there <laughs> sometimes. Um, but they were showing a every episode of Game of Thrones back-to-back over three days, from thir- from Thursday night until Sunday evening, um, from season one through season seven. So I was, obviously, I saw that and was really intrigued. Um, but as schedules allow, you know, family stuff, I wasn't able to get there. So what I did after the afternoon baseball game, I uh, dropped my family off at a kid's birthday party where, where uh, parents were invited and included, and I saw parents there and waved hello and went on my way. <laughs> Because you must have had some really important things to do. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. It was cool guy stuff. They wouldn't understand. Um, and so I, I drove over to this little storefront, not really knowing what I was going to get myself into. It was either going to be filled with like a bunch of Game of Thrones. You know, I say nerds affectionately. But, Correct. You know. I mean, we're doing a um, podcast called Wine Wall and Dragons. We're in the, yeah, we're in the same we're boat in as the they are. We're on the bandwagon. We're driving the bandwagon. Yeah, we are the issue. We're, we're the, the nerds. Problem. Yeah. Um, so I was, was going to walk in there, or it was going to be like dead empty... And I was just going to watch by myself. And quite honestly, either way, I was completely fine. No problem either way. I'm excited. So I walk in there. They have a big inflatable dragon outside promoting what's going on. I walk in there, and the, the owner, who I've seen before, he like ju- he had, he was like leaning up against two chairs, or like laying across two chairs, and he like jumps up, like shocked that anybody came in. And I was like, oh, this is a great sign. This is fantastic. And I can see through the curtain that they're playing an episode of Game of Thrones. Um, and that there's a lot of empty seats. Yeah. And I was like, hey, yeah, I'm here for the Game of Thrones. What, what episode are you on? And he says, oh, season seven, episode five. Nice. He's like, yeah. I go, oh, fantastic. And I'm all eager. And he's like, uh, do you want popcorn? I was like, you're darn right. I want Goddamn popcorn. right. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, give me a piece of, come on, Gavin. It's a family podcast. I'm sorry. I'm so excited for Game of Thrones. 
That's right. Mark that. Mark that, and we can bleep it later. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I pay my five dollars to go in there, and I walk past the curtain, and there is nobody there. Uh, but I had. Well, I take that back. There's one person. Um, I don't want to say that he was homeless for sure. Maybe a drifter of sorts. Some sort of drifter. He was definitely a drifter. I mean, I was a drifter of sorts that afternoon, but he was definitely like a professional drifter. Like drifter, drifting more than just for the afternoon. Had a big bag with him and was dead asleep yes. uh, in the corner. So he was yeah. watching or not watching. He, he was yeah, present. Exactly. He was there. Okay. He was, he was there. So that guy so needed a fix too for Game of Thrones, clearly. Obvious. We all did. He was in the same boat as me. How did uh, Dan Reddle become part of this episode? I had texted him a week earlier. I was like, hey, South Street Cinema showing uh, Game of Thrones marathon. You in? And he said, "Yeah, you might be able to do it Sunday afternoon." And it just so happened I did. So I get in there. I see it's just me and the Drifter, and I text Dan and let him know what he would be walking into, and I'd say, "Hey, listen, I was coming either way." Don't I get it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was coming either way, so you don't feel obligated. Uh, you know, it's just me, me, the owner, and the Drifter. Uh, and Dan, to his credit, was super excited, and he came anyway. He goes, "Do you want me to?" Do you want me to bring some beer? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And I look over as he texts me this. I look over and the drifter wakes up, takes three like phlegmy coughs, like, yeah. and, and pulls out a, a, a liter, not a pint, a liter of vodka nice. and starts swinging from it. So it's BYOB. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I text back and I was like, yeah, I, I think we'll be good. I think we'll be fine. Uh, so he, Dan comes like 30 minutes later. He missed episode five, unfortunately. Hey, it's okay. What are you going to do? Um, and But he came and he sat for episode six, the last two episodes, the penultimate and the finale of last season. We watched it. We got another bag of popcorn. Uh, the guy came. We had a couple beers. Nice. It, was a fan, it was a fantastic evening. Just me, Dan Ruddle, the drifter, and the owner of the movie theater. And when we were leaving, the, the, the theater owner let us choose one of the Game of Thrones-themed Belgian beers uh, because we, over the course of the three or four days... We were the ones who stayed the longest the entire time. So you you put in about two and a half, three episodes, and you were like the the, the, the Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Which again makes you uniquely qualified to be the co-host of Why Wall and Dragons. Thank you. I mean, I listened to the fifty hours of podcasts of every episode the lap before the last season, and this was all I've done as preparation for this season. But I feel like this is fun, more fun. This is more fun. And by the way, just just not to be outdone, because I do feel like I am now behind you in prep. I've discovered that HBO is doing a season-by-season marathon on HBO 2 this week leading up to Sunday night. So it is season two right now, everybody, on HBO 2 here on Sunday night on the – sorry, Tuesday night on the East Coast. So we're five days out, which means tomorrow is season three and so on and so forth. So everybody, get involved. Bring a drifter. Don't bring a drifter. I'm in my living room, so I'm good with drifters right now personally, but that doesn't mean that we won't have any later. Bring popcorn. The popcorn really was a big asset. No doubt. I love it. All right, listen, man. First of all, I just want to throw one thing out there that I hope to remember each week in that I think we're going to have a little a little hashtag for this season for our for our Game of Thrones, which is going to be hashtag dragon season, okay? Because it's dragon season, and it's wine wall and dragon season. And what I would like to do, and you would like to do, is maybe take a little trip down memory lane on what was happening during the last three-month run of season seven of Game of Thrones, you were able to do some research today, and it is kind of dark what was going yeah. on in America and the world in 2017 from August to October. Why don't you repri- rep- reprise us on what was happening? Sure. If, if all the listeners and Gavin could, 
could join me on a, a journey back in time, a time back when Harvey Weinstein was king of the entertainment industry. This is not back. that long ago, but it is a long time ago. <laughs> back back when Meghan and Harry, the, a royal wedding, couldn't even be fathomed at that time. Yep. Uh, back before the Philadelphia Eagles had won a Super Bowl championship, before any of that happened, when that was unthinkable. Um also, you know, there was a, Aretha Franklin was still pumping out hits. John McCain was doing important votes. That this was a time of August 2017 when all the before all all those things had changed. Um, and like you said, it is this is going to be like a Trump-free. Yeah, uh, we don't time. we don't yeah we, yeah that's its own podcast called politics. Yeah, We're good. That's a whole another thing, and you know whatever. There are no uh, lime wall and dragons that involve that guy. No, and, and some of the things, some of these things might be Trump adjacent, but, you know, we're not going to get into any of that today. Uh, since Game of Thrones, actually, in doing the, working with the crack research team from the, uh, the Freestyle, I didn't realize that the whole Charlottesville incident happened the week weekend before the Game of Thrones last episode. Wow. Coincidence? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but af- after the Game of Thrones episode uh, last aired, you had... Hurricane Harvey hit Houston and put it underwater. Yep. Hurricane Maria buried Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yep. Thankfully, that is all solved now. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> we had, and again, I told you this timeline is kind of dark. Yep. Uh, the headlines. There's not a lot of feel good. The Las Vegas shooting, in October 2017. That was that's tough stuff. That was uh, tough stuff. When again, thank God that that is wrapped up and solved. Um, <laughs> Larry Nasser, Michigan State gymnastics coach, sentencing. That that, happened. that was then. That no, that was uh, that was later. That is February 2018. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, that seems like it was more recent. Okay. Yeah, these are all things that happened since the Winter Olympics in South Korea. A, a simpler time before before people like John Schuster, the captain of the curling team, were was a household name. Um, and before you know, Germany's Linda Dahlmeier won both the sprint and pursuit. Within 24 hours in the biathlon. I mean, who can forget that moment? Well, that was pretty forgettable for everybody besides me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, a time when the only people who were familiar with Stormy Daniels was somebody, anybody who went to college between 1996 and 2003. Yes. And had access to VHS tapes. And more importantly, um, I mean, you think about what the Stormy Daniels saga launched. Um, Michael Avignati has been basically in the news every other day since then. And, God, he and could still, be his own podcast. That guy. Yeah, and still is. I mean, Stormy Daniels obviously like like everybody else who's taken on you know the the you know the elephant in the room, which is the guy we're not talking about. The only one who really is like have any staying power in terms of just fighting his own his own little niche is Avignati, really. I don't know. You might want to check the news the last couple of weeks. It's not been great for him. No, no, no. I'm not saying it was positive. <laughs> Right. I'm just saying he's still in the news. He is still in the news. For better or worse, he is still in the news. Yes. Um, it, Early 2018, a time when the U.S. was still excited and trying to figure out who we were going to play in World Cup 2018 before... We didn't make it. They failed to qualify. Yeah. yeah. And then the eventual winners, France over Croatia. These are all giant events that have all happened. And again, I want to go back. The Eagles won the Super Bowl 2008. 18 against the hated Patriots. Correct. Against the most decorated team in the history of football. They won with a backup quarterback who was practically out of the league. Yes. You know, 
Backup, uh, backup is all backup middle linebacker, backup left tackle. Yes. Backup special teams ace. Yes. Backup kicker, not the kicker they started the season with. Uh, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing story. Still, years later. Yeah, you guys will remember that forever. The good news is <laughs> the Patriots then won the next Super Bowl, and everybody in New England has pretty much forgotten about that. Um, but I'm glad we brought it up because both those things have happened. Um, also, I've you know. You spoke of the royal wedding. My my highlight, which is very trivial, is um, I've discovered the Instagram profile of Gary Janetti and his memes of the young Prince George basically making fun of Meghan Markle every day. I'm not saying it's okay or nice, but I'm saying I've enjoyed it from a very cynical meme comedy standpoint. I think it's laughing with Meghan. It's not laughing at. I think, you know, it's not like mean spirit because I think everybody loves Meghan Markle. Oh, except yeah. Her, except her family. Which is okay. I mean, they're fam- you can't choose your family, but America can choose you. The world can choose exactly. you. We choose Meghan Markle. Absolutely. Okay. And follow Gary Gennetti. He is hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so, yeah. The, 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 oh, and a related story. Meghan Markle, Markle will not be returning to the USA show Suits. Oh, what a loss for America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so lots has gone on. Lots has gone on. Most of it dark. I do think the, the other enduring thing... The most important enduring thing from all that is that the Me Too movement, which was launched, Harvey Weinstein was essentially uh, not only the straw that broke the camel's back, he was the camel breaking. And um, the Me Too movement, I mean, it's taken down a lot of people and it's not really stopping. And that's great. That's a really good thing. I mean, the things that Harvey Weinstein was doing and others were doing, not great. But the fact that the Me Too movement has like had staying power, a good thing. I agree. I was just waiting for like a segue into Game of Thrones. But yeah, that is I agree. Me too is a good thing. All right, but here's the segue. Okay. okay. Here's the segue. We need this thing back in our lives because frankly, to get through a lot of the things you just talked about, it was really good that Game of Thrones was happening as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'd like to look at is kind of our hopes and dreams for this season, maybe our nightmares for this season because I'm just not so sure it's going to go great. I, I really would be shocked if we get John and Danny on top of the Iron Throne in King's Landing with a beautiful babe or, or double babes, twins. Double babes. You know, I just don't know. I just, I, I'm going to prepare myself and our listeners for a much bleaker version based on my extensive, my extensively brief research. Put it that way. Uh, yeah, but, you're just in some, some pre-show chatter. Uh, your your timeline is significantly darker than mine, and I still I like I we will cry. There were there's going to pe- be people that we have learned to love over the last whatever it's been ten years and seven seasons um, that are going to die, and lots of them. And I think that, and I still think your timeline is dark. Yeah, well, I'm just preparing for the absolute worst in hopes that we actually I you know I'm trying to be the most extreme here, uh-huh. not even for clickbait, just because I, I just. I'm reading this prequel right now called Fire and Blood, which is the story of the Targaryens conquering of Westeros in the first place. Dork. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> all I can say to you is George R. R. Martin, I don't think he likes happy ending type stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't think he's a big fairy tale ending guy. I guess is a better way to say it. Um, well, thankfully, he is not writing this ending. Correct. So, that, so that's why there's a chance. guys, Benny and Weiss, I don't think they are either. That's why there's a chance for, for maybe not that dark of a thing. Let me ask you a couple of interesting stories first. So we've been promised a what the F moment by, by kind of the interwebs is heard from leaks and producers. There's at least one complete, 
you know, nobody wants to say it's going to be a red wedding moment because the red wedding moment was like the greatest, like the greatest secret book readers ever kept in the world was the red wedding moment. But, um, I mean, my, my, my WTF moment would probably be Cersei getting killed by the Night's King on the dragon when he comes to Red Landing. Like, he just comes to King's Landing, comes to the Red Keep by himself as a one-off, just to, like, double-cross Cersei. Like, Cersei thinks, sends a raven, she doesn't get that he's a dead person, and he just blasts her with the dragon. I hope that's, I hope that's what it is for me. And this, well, I, I disagree with you for a couple of reasons. A, on the WTF moment... Yeah. They've already, like, killed... They killed the most beloved character six episodes in the first season, and they've continued to do that, you know, nearly every season. So, like, everything is on the... All the all the viewers know everything's on the table from the table. Like, there's not a character that we, we can think of that would be like, there's no way that person's Correct. Dying. Every person is totally killable, which is both terrifying, but also... Like, I'm never going to be shocked again by a TV show the way that The Red Wedding did. Never. Or, or even when, like, Jon Snow got killed. That was shocking. Uh, that was very shocking. That, that was pretty shocking, too, yeah. Or when they blew up the entire sept. That was That awesome. was actually pretty awesome. Like, that one, yeah. that one got me, because that was the first one that wasn't in the books yeah. yet, and that was awesome. Like, in terms of a surprise. Yeah, so going into the season, like, anything is possible. So I can't imagine being like, no, like, you could say whoever's getting killed specifically the Cersei thing though I you know I think the oh, most super far-fetched the most speculated thing amongst book readers and whatever is that you know I think we all agree that Cersei's not gonna make it alive by the end of the se- the seventh the last episode and probably Jamie or Tyrion yeah. are gonna kill her it seems like because of the prophecy of Maggie the frog when yes. she was a kid that like her younger brother, is going to kill her, and at first she all thought she thought it was Tyrion because he was younger, but Jamie is like a minute younger than yeah. her. Yeah, exactly. And Jamie, as we last saw him, was taking a horse by his lonesome up to Winterfell. He had left. He was leaving. Right. Big face turn. If you're into the wrestling Big terminology. Face turn. Also, Jamie is her real brother. We know this. There's some thoughts that Tyrion's actually a half brother. Which, oh. Yeah, that he's actually half Targaryen as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have heard that. But also, let's not forget, too, and I kind of forgot this, and thankfully, my research by sitting with me and the Drifter and Dan Ruddle for, for two and a half episodes, I forgot such things that, like, Cersei's pregnant. Yeah, Cersei's pregnant. Cersei's pregnant with what she says is Jamie's baby. Right. Um, she may die on childbirth, not to be morbid, but that would technically be, you know, just saying. Could be, but, I mean, th- there could be a, a WTF moment around that. Very much so. Uh, yeah, and who was it? What's the uh, and again? I apologize because we do this every year. By the time it hits the last episode, I feel like you and I really get a good rhythm. Yeah. We know all the names of the characters, and then the season ends. So it's been a year and a half. So there's going to be a lot of me like reaching for names of really obvious characters that the listeners know. Um, like who is the guy from the Iron Islands? Who's Theon's uncle? Oh, Euron Greyjoy. Yeah, Euron. Yeah, Euron left, and he was he was he left. Uh, to supposedly, as Cersei said, go get the Golden Company and bring them back to fight for Cersei. But what if he double-crosses her? That could be uh, interesting. Oh, that's an easy double. I mean, not an easy double-cross, but he, he's not trustable. He's not trustworthy no, at all. Yeah, Completely not trustworthy. And he might, But he might think the baby's her, his. I don't know. There's, you know, There's a lot of things there. Exactly. Um, so one of my things for what, who the, the what the F moment is going to be, I think it's tied to who either flies upon or wargs into 
the third dragon. Oh, ooh, Wargs in two. That's interesting. So there's been this prophecy, obviously, of Bran being the three-eyed raven, and the only way he'll ever, he'll never walk again, but one day he'll fly. Now, is that metaphoric in that he's a three-eyed raven and can do whatever he wants, or does he warg into, and now I'm going to search for the third name of a dragon. So Viserion belongs to the Night King. Uh, Drogon belongs, I'll get it. Drogon belongs to Danny. And then there's the other one, Rhaenys or something. I don't know. Harpo. Harpo. I'm going to get it. I, I'm going to look up. The good news is I got the book right here at the desk of the crack research team. They, they provided me with, with uh, a Dr- Dance of Dragons, the fifth book. So don't you worry. I will, by the end of the podcast, correct who the third dragon is. But my question for the people is, who flies that dragon? Is it Jon Snow, who is a Targaryen himself? Is it Targaryen? Is it Tyrion Lannister, who also is a rumored Targaryen and who has also had a, a not getting killed by dragons moment in the show? He's had a couple connections with dragons. Correct. That, that's well, yeah. Is it Bran, as I just said, as a warg type thing? Or maybe is it of the eventual potential way down the line long play love child of John and Danny I don't think we're going to get that far in this season I don't either but that's kind of my like wild card but anyway do you have any thoughts on that while I look up the name of this gosh darn dragon yeah I you, I'll, I'll vamp for a little bit. You page through that 700 page book and look for the, the name of the third look dragon. It up. Yeah, take your time. Um, the, I think that there is the path, the, I can't see another way other than Danny and Jon Snow flying dragons together in the sky like lovers do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like lovers will. Um, but also, I, I, I don't imagine, there, there could be a time where Tyrion by accident or by necessity say, say like John or Danny get knocked off a dragon or killed th- th- there's a point where Tyrion jumps onto a dragon and saves the day yes okay something like that I, I, I think that it's not limited to just one other person riding a third dragon I think there's enough candidates out there um, that I, I wouldn't be shocked to see like John or Danny knocked off and Tyrion jump on um, and find that he can actually control the dragon too or, or the warg. I think I bet it's going to be two out of your three choices. So, like, for instance, we might lose a rider, a dragon rider or two that we don't even know about yet. Or we might lose Danny, for t- for instance. Uh-huh, 100%. And, and, but, but I do agree that the only the only path to victory is you've got to eliminate the Syrian. And that's the ice dragon. And that's going to be hard to do with one or zero dragons. No, you need at least two dragons to defeat Viserion. I have recently, just two days ago, saw how he took down that wall again, and wow, was it something. The fact that, that our boy uh, Tormund, with the red hair, uh, the wildling guy, survived, survived that because he's in the promos for season eight, is right. almost as magical as the fact that that dragon came back to life and now spits blue fire. Can I tell you how many great lines that like I miss? It was so refreshing watching this, watching the last couple episodes with a drifter and just being able to enjoy and just soak it all in without writing down notes or focusing on things and save her the pod right afterwards. Yes. I miss so like there's so many great Tormund lines. Every scene of his is absolute gold and like him and the hound walking together talking about Brienne of Tarth. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, like, there's so every Tormund scene is absolute gold. Yeah, Tormund is not only kissed by fire, he is fire. Yeah. Oh, Tormund Giantsbane. It's gonna be that we can talk about this at the very at the end tonight. But you know, if 
if he does does see his end in this season, yeah, that's going to be tough. It's not going to be shocking, but it's going to be. But really it's going to be tough, tough. exactly. All right, so the dragons are, as I stated, Drogon, who's named after uh, the old Cal, um, Danny's sure. Danny's first husband, Carl Drogo, and that's who she rides on that part on that dragon. There's Viserion, who was killed and now belongs to the Night King, and Viserion is named after her brother Viserys, who was a oh. douche. And who was yeah, who was bad? So it makes sense that it was bad. That and then Rhaegal, named after her brother Rhaegar, but also a very close John. to John's real name. That's going to be John's dragon to start. Now I don't know if John's going to make it all the way through, but that's John's dragon to start. That's my leader in the clubhouse. Is it Rhaegar, John's dad? Yes. See, that's it. I mean, Rhaegar Targaryen is John's dad. Yeah, so that he's going to be riding Rhaegar. We. <laughs> Rod and Rhaegar, that's the Sammy Hagar uh, Game of Thrones inspired tribute band. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a planned fake band name of the week, but it worked. All right, so I think that's the answer there. So that's one question answered. All right. Now, here's the other thing. In terms of, again, nobody's death will shock us, but it'll be sad. Um, there's a lot of dragon fighting in this prequel book I'm reading, Fire and Blood. Oh, cool. So the dragons fight with the riders usually on the dragons, and that right. doesn't like, usually end well for two-thirds of the equation there. So the riders generally die. The riders generally die when the dragons fight because one of the dragons usually gets... They get burned, yeah. Burned, or they actually like, bite each other and stuff in midair and then come crashing down, and it's crazy stuff. So, wow. Yeah, so it's a pretty cool book, but also I think we're going to see some dragon-on-dragon dragon violence, not just, like, not just like blowing smoke, literally and figuratively. That's going to be tough. Yeah. That's going to be so, tough. So I could see... Like, if Danny or John don't get, like, I don't know, a harness or something cool, I could see them falling off the damn dragons. That's all I'm saying. I, like, maybe a WTF moment here is maybe all the dragons don't. I don't think any of the dragons survive. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, the dragons might not survive. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, somewhere. We may lose all the dragons, and then it's a question of who. Here's the thing, though. Whatever side has the last dragon, if there's time for that side to have one dragon by itself, that side's going to win. Right. So the question is, as I read somebody on the internet said, we're five days away from watching Danny blow a three-dragon lead. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to find out. Um, But, you know, here's kind of my outlandish, let's just get into dark endings, and then maybe we'll do hopes hopes and dreams instead after that. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start us off real dark, everybody. So the final book that hasn't been written yet was titled A Hope for Spring. So not even like, it's springtime, players. It's like A Hope for Spring. And the book that's, that's maybe going to come out, the sixth book is called The Winds of Winter, which leads me to believe it's kind of like February in New England. Not great. No. So I think most of this season is going to essentially be The Winds of Winter. Um... And though that book is not finished, I think we are going to get a love child, obviously, because there's no way that Danny's womb didn't, quote, quicken when yeah, she yeah, and, yeah. you know, when they did the incest thing. And that's not, we're not cool with it, but we're just saying it's Game of Thrones, right? By the way, <laughs> welcome back to the part of your life, Dan, where you and I get to skirt around incest being not, like, what the hell in, in Westeros. Like, the best part about this break is we didn't have to talk about incest ever. Oh my God! Can I just remember? Like, get ready for that again for the next month. And, and again, yeah. Can we let's get let's dive into that real? Just two minutes, one ninety seconds. Yeah. 
I, sw- I said this exact thing at the last episode, a year, two almost you know a year and three quarters ago. Um, but the editing that they did when they were act like they had the editing scene of like John like mounting Danny. Yes. As they were talking about, as they were realizing, and who was it? Samuel Tarley. Yeah. Sam Tar- was realizing that they are like related or something like that. The editing was like so brutal and just like made made me cringe. It was they really leaned into the fact that they are related as they were having doing their love scene. Yes, that was that was the background soundtrack to their 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 sexual encounter. Correct was them finding was another person talking about how they are related, and that is such a harsh look for the most popular show. In the country, it's so strange. Correct. So you, so I don't know how you and I are going to deal with it because I don't know what's going to happen. But just everybody know here in the preview show that Dan and I want to deal with this probably just in a parallel universe that it's in versus like our actual thoughts on that kind of thing. Is that well, fair to say? Well, yeah, and you've already. I think we've we've said this in the past, but you already made it made the case very clear that the freestyle is very pro me too. <laughs> yes. Yes. We are also, we said this last year, we are very, despite our love for Danny and John, we're anti-incest. Yes. Those are our right? two, those are our two stances we're taking. It's in, it's in the mission statement. Yep. We are pro so, me too, and we are anti any type of fictional or, of course, non-fictional. Let's, yeah, let's get that out there right now. That being said, that was a hot sex scene between John and his <laughs> Am I wrong? Listen, back to the point of what I think is. The prophecy getting reversed and the sun rising in the east and setting in the west and all the crap from season one with the witch and Danny Burner and the Drogon died and a death for a death and a life for a death. We're going to get a love child. We're going to get a love child. And that love child, I think, my ending is if Danny and John don't make it, that love child gets either smuggled back to Dragonstone or like Danny when she was a child gets smuggled somewhere to the free cities in Essos. And the essential, the, the, the essential kind of message for us at the very end of Game of Thrones is maybe somebody will come back and be the real person who will save Westeros when it's spring again. Because right now it's winter and everybody you cared about for the last 10 years is dead and the Night's King wins. That's and my, my take. And scene, cut, fade to black. That's your happy, that is your ending of the, of the whole series. So, yours is slightly rosier to much rosier. So what do you got? I, listen, I I'm, I kind of stay out of the prediction game because I'm terrible at it. I, I went to Atlantic City last weekend. I made six sports bets. I made, I went over six. I, I'm not. Yeah, thank you. Texas Tech to win it all though at twelve to one. Got to go with that. You, I mean, yeah, I'm not a gambling man, but if I was, like, you you know that, that those are the decent odds. I'm told. Yeah, they were a solid team. Anyway, um, I, I try to stay out of the pre- prediction game. And I try to just kind of enjoy the ride. Yes. Uh, that being said, I feel like there are certain people that will definitely die, and that is Cersei. That is Arya Stark, which will be a tough one. Very tough. Uh, but, you know, she's a fighter, and she, I think she's going to go down swinging. She's I a think faceless it's gonna man. Glorious, it's going to be a glorious death. Or yes. it could be horrible. I don't know. Um, I, I think John is not going to be standing at the end. Agreed. Uh, I, I, th- I think we might be left with somebody like, you know, Sam Tarly is like the the one of the only ones standing. Um, yeah. Something like that. There are rumors that Sam is actually the narrator. Yeah, 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 yeah I've heard that. Like da- Davo Seaworth, he's going to die. Yeah. I'm almost positive, and that's going to be horrendous to watch. Um, 
What's interesting, too, is that Davos, Jon Snow, Arya, a lot of these folks have either literally been killed or have faced certain death at least once, if not twice or thrice, in the last seven seasons. And so I think, to your point, we're going to get some finite death stuff this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which one's going to be the hardest for you? Well, um, I don't think Jon Snow, because I thought he was dead, like, he was literally dead once, and I thought he was dead at the Battle of Winterfell, and I thought he was dead last year when he fell into the ice, the ice, and then uh, Uncle Benjamin hard, hard hands came back and saved him. Still a ridic- ridiculous scene of him in his boots, and his winter, his pelt, climbs up out of the water. No, I can't. I will, I, I will believe, suspend disbelief for dragons, but for somebody sinking in the water in pelts and boots, if, any, if you've ever been in the ocean in jeans, it is impossible to stay yes. afloat. Yes, agreed. So anyway, um, John won't John won't break my heart like that. But um, but like it'll be sad because he's been great, and it, it, we wouldn't get there without him. Arya will Arya will sting a ton. Yeah. Um, Arya may be my favorite character uh, in, in the whole show. I really liked her. Gro- I mean, this is not like a. I don't need to have a referendum on people liking Arya and her, her arc, but her arc's been incredible, and I'll be very sad if she dies. Um, Tormund, obviously, is a, is, a bit uh, is a bit character. I will hate to see him go. I expect it, but I'll hate it. And here's the thing, though. Every time, and this is something we all learned, as the seasons progressed, we all stopped worrying as much about this character. But in the beginning, whether it was in The House of the Undying or whether it was in Karth or Marine, there was always this sense of, man, like, they're going to get the best of Danny. And every time she just does some monologue and all of a sudden somebody gets burned alive and she walks out okay. And right. at some point, she's probably going to die. And that's going to suck. Because I think a lot of us at this point are just like, we've come this, this far. Can she just sit on the darn throne for a hot second? And maybe she'll get to and maybe she won't. But if she dies, that's going to suck, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's going to be probably, what do we have, six episodes left. I would say at least two of those episodes might be, the our, our podcast afterwards might be us just staring at each other in silence for like 10, 15 minutes. I don't want to wait for our love to be over. We're just going to play that song for the first five minutes of every pod that we lose Can a good character. Right? Can we get the rights to that? No. I'm just going to sing an acapella for 16 seconds and we're going to go from there. It'll be much cooler, much cooler. Especially the fourth or fifth time. Can we get Scott Falkland to come in and sing Angel, uh, the, uh, the, the SPCA song? Oh, absolutely. Okay, thank you. That's we're the saddest fun. commercial of all time, by the way. Get the team, get the team on that. Yeah. By the way, this is, just, this is just in today. Really quickly, then I want to get into some who you'll be sad about to end it. So I'm watching Netflix. And you know Netflix has the algorithm where it tells you things and things you're going to like. Yeah. And then if you click on it a couple times and you're like, maybe I'm going to watch this soon, it basically then just puts it into overdrive. Like, hey, Gavin, watch this, watch this. So finally, the last couple nights, I've watched the Netflix kind of quasi-doc slash, you know, fake movie, the Motley Crue biopic Dirt. Yeah. And I read Dirt. Um, when it came out in 2001 and it was amazing and you know Motley Crue we all know about Motley Crue but the guy who plays Motley Crue guitarist Mick Mars is the same actor who played Ramsey Bolton in Game of Thrones uh, I'll hate him forever isn't that great though that he's like he had to go so far into another character 
to like make me wonder is that Ramsey Bolt? And then finally I'm like, yep, that's Ramsey. <laughs> uh, and I heard the, uh, the guy who plays Tommy Lee is a uh, semi-famous uh, white rapper, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, is that Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah, Tommy Lee is Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, uh, you know what sucks is I actually liked the actor who played him, but I hate Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. yeah. So good for him as an actor, but he's still whack. Okay, back to Game of Thrones. Um, but I did take us down a, a Ramsey Bolton wormhole there, so that's fair. I never want to go down a Ramsey Bolton wormhole ever again. Okay, the, the planned fake band name of the week was Targaryen Snow Love Child, but instead we're going to make it Ramsey Bolton wormhole and then never speak of them again. I would not like that. That is a scream core band for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Who are you most sad about? Um, I okay. The thing that I am dreading seeing, and I feel like there is a thirty-three percent chance that I see this at some point. I am dreading seeing Hodor as a zombie. Oh, that's a hot take. Like I'm, I'm impressed by your take, but that that will suck. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see that. I can't. Um, Dan Ruddle was talking to me about how we were when actually saw the last episode. He said he thought he saw Thoros of Mir as a zombie in front of the wall before it came down. But I think they burned his body. They I'm burned. Sure. I think they did too. Yeah. So I, I don't. I, and I forgot about that until after he left. Uh, so you know, I'm not not really worried about that. And obviously, the connection between Thoros. He was funny and whatever, but. Um, if I see Hodor as a zombie, seeing like giants, and I knew no, it wasn't even was it Wan Wan or Wen Wen? Moon Moon, yeah, yeah, Moon Moon. Uh, I know it wasn't him because he got killed at the you know the other battle. But like seeing giant zombies coming through, like was like sad to me for some reason on like a real weird level that I, I it was like way I, like these are make believe characters and seeing them as zombies made me really sad. <laughs> seeing Hodor, like we all loved and or, or enjoyed and. I, I just don't want to see that. I don't want it. I don't want it. Okay. That's fair? That's super and fair. The one thing I don't want to touch with predictions, because I still don't quite grasp what's going on, is the whole brand thing. I know he's a three-eyed raven. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have my head wrapped around what his actual powers are, how powerful he is, if he's powerful at all. Can he just like see stuff and not do anything about it? Um, and I think that might end up being the key to this whole ending and defeating the Night's King. It's going to come down to brand one way or the other, unfortunately. Because um, Bran is, in my opinion, one of the, you know, one of the lamer parts of the story, but it's super, it's a super important part of it. But I don't really get it. It's just... Yeah, I think it's super fair to speculate that something cool with Bran could happen. Yeah. But it's impossible for us to even attempt to, to predict that. I can't. I can't. Yeah, exactly. I, he might work into something. He, he, might, he might come to have, like, Amazing powers that are just like so giant that we don't even know about. Um, right. Um, but I'm what I right, told so me. I'm scared to see Hodor zomb- a zombie. What I'm excited to see yep. is the Hound versus the Mountain. Gosh darn it! Let's go. Mono e mono. Clegane um, Bowl, as they are, the entire internet has called it. Maybe I think maybe the folks at the Ringer maybe coined it first, but everybody in the internet calls it Clegane Bowl. Everybody yeah. on the internet and the real world wants to see Clegane Bowl. And just let's let's have it. Let's do it first episode even. Let's go. I can't wait. And, like, it's so weird that, like, a guy, the Hound, was, like, one of the worst characters the first four, five, six seasons. Um, and hasn't necessarily even redeemed himself. He's just begrudgingly gone along with uh, 
with uh, you know some other people with Barrett Gundarian and some other people. Yeah. And and then like he helped Arya a little bit, I guess. Um, but he's become sort of beloved because he stuck around so long. Um, and and he's done some good things like this. Like you're, he's one of those kinds of like uh, what's uh, what's not a hooker with a heart of gold, but a uh, a uh, just a. A murderer with a heart of gold? Would that be something? Yeah, be yeah. I don't know if anybody's been watching the HBO show Barry, but like Barry is a really interesting character in that he's like a sadistic psychopath, but like he's a really lovable character. Yeah, it's Barry if Barry enjoyed killing people more would be the Hound. Right, and I never watched Dexter, but maybe it's like that. I don't know. Sure. Okay. But I didn't watch Dexter, so I have no idea. I think- Dexter it's was a nice sort guy. of like it's the Hound is sort of like Suits, the show Suits. Somehow, I think well, I've never seen. Or suits. for those '90s wrestling fans out there, you know, it's kind of like um, he's found a way to kind of become like the Mick Foley of you know, mankind was like a bad guy wrestler, but then everybody just liked him because he was so extreme that he became a good guy, a fan favorite. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Plus, they kind of are scraggly and looking like each other. Like in yeah. a in a very base way. All right, I'm in on that. I get it. All, All right. right, he's the man. He's the Mick Foley of the show. Yeah, that's my hot take. So what? So okay. So I'm excited about Clegane Bowl too. And let me ask you this: Like, is there any ending that you will be that you know you'll be dissatisfied with? Because we have no idea what the ending is. But like, is there an ending that you know you'll hate? Maybe my ending. <laughs> I will your ending. I will hate but respect. Yeah, I, I you know I, I tend towards the darker. So like I get it. I, I like a dark. I don't need everything tied up in a neat bow. Yeah, I, I will hate that ending, but I will respect it begrudgingly. Okay. Um, an ending that I will hate. Quite honestly, you know, it would be totally antithetical to the show to go to be like to- totally rosy and like happy ending and like oh we beat the good guys beat the bad guys and. Then the the you know the two people fall in love that would not feel real and right and uh, to the show. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna get a mixed bag. Yeah, and and, and I don't want a full rosy ending anyway. No, uh, we can't. I mean, they killed Ned Stark. Spoiler alert <laughs> from 2011. Oh, what, what? They killed Ned Stark at the end of season one when he was essentially the protagonist of the show. So hey, everybody, we're not getting John and Danny in the Red Keep. Doing the Targaryen Snow like, like uh, you know, thirty years of marriage dance. That ain't gonna happen. Also, you know what I would be disappointed with if Theon Greyjoy lives at the end of the season. I'll be disappointed. He needs to die heroically, not because I want him to, but because it gets him out of our life. And this redemption, like, like finally get a redemption arc for him. For God's sakes, since he's been like. Let's just do it. Like, end heroically for him. And right. Die. Like, get Yara out of jail. Yes. Have your uncle Euron cut your head off or throw you to the sharks or whatever, and then let's be done with it. Theon turned it around, and we we all miss him, but we actually don't. That's it. Yeah, okay. Um, any wild card stuff we didn't cover that you want to cover, or you want to just wait till Sunday night and, and see what we uh, get? Let's wait. And, and may I say, I am really nervous of these final six episodes because I did a little research, me and the team. Of course. Uh, and then the episodes are broken down in the first one's 54 minutes, the next one's 58 minutes, the next one's 60 minutes, the next one's 78 minutes, and then the final two are 80 minutes. Okay. And I think there's going to be some real intense action. 
there's going to be a lot happening. There's not going to be any filler episodes in these last six. And starting a podcast at like 10.30 on a Sunday night with just immediate reactions, I'm going to be a little punchy. This might need to be a Monday show. I don't know. No, I, I think part of the joy is that you're catching our immediate reactions. I think we have to do it as artists, Gavin. I think yeah, yeah, and I, I will say this. Like, good, good point. I'm just glad you agree because that's how we started this. This is. I don't like it. I don't like it, but I agree. This is the immediate. Like, we don't have the time or the access to give you stuff that you all can't find the next day on the internet yourselves. But or we can give you our visceral reactions. Yeah, we're not going to know the names, or we'll forget all the places, and these will be totally uninformed opinions, but they will be off the cuff and hot. And that is what Wine, Wall, and Dragons has been doing since, I think, season five or six when we started this thing. So and What? No, this is only season eight. We've been doing this for at least, like, four seasons. Sure. <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we have. If only there was an archive. Well, there is. It's at filibusterfreestyle.com. And actually, everybody, if you go to filibusterfreestyle.com, there is a section called uh, Game of Thrones, Westworld, and HBO related. It's like a, you know, it's one of the it's one of the choices. And if you go in there, you can find all of our HBO stuff. So Westworld, uh, yeah. True, True Detective, Mixed Bag, Wine Wall and Dragons. Oh, they're all there. That's the thing we love about Wine Wall and Dragons and about Game of Thrones is that you got shows like Westworld, you got shows like uh, 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 like True Detective. I, get, I I watch other shows on, on other networks, and I, it's I'm in like season three or four. And I'm like, do I even like this show? I can't even tell. Right. And it, from scene one of Game of Thrones, like I said, ten years ago, seven seasons ago, it was like it is on. This show is fantastic. And, uh, and that's why that's why we do the late Sunday night podcast because we love it. It's a passion project. And P.S. Last thing, little last humble brag. We're in our forties and we're on the East Coast, so this isn't two guys in L.A. getting the screener and watching it early at like seven p.m. This is going to be two guys, one of whom yourself has two children, and we're going to stay up late and get punchy and give you our reactions. And that doesn't make us better than anybody or worse than anybody. That's just what we do. No, I, I, it probably makes us a little worse. Okay, but it's also what we do. Yeah, okay. All right, this is fair. Hashtag dragon season. Hashtag <laughs> dragon. Yeah. All right, Dan, let's leave it there because we're going to be talking plenty. Stick around for a minute. We will catch up on some non-show stuff um, and maybe get a plan for Sunday. Everybody else, Wine Wall and Dragons, we're starting Sunday night right after the first showing of Season 8. Couldn't be more pumped. Dan, really excited to have you back on a regular basis for the next month and a half or so. Thanks for being on tonight, first of all. Thank you, Gav. I'm looking forward to it. And everybody else, check the feed every Sunday night or early Monday morning. And by that, I mean like midnight-ish because we're going to be on. Until next time, it's Wine Wall and Dragons.